a voice for common sense and a face for radio. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Can't we just have a nice Thanksgiving meal without arguing over politics? Well, for a lot of families, the answer to that question is no. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us on American Viewpoints. I found a great blog post over at uh, Better Angels, uh, better-angels.org. And that organization exists to help us all figure out how to talk about the things we disagree with without losing respect for each other or without hating each other or without, you know, engaging in some kind of destructive language and breaking off relationships and things like that. And while they talk about these concepts on a much larger scale, politics, culture, religion, things like that, the blog post they put up this week simply says, Better Angels Skills for Thanksgiving Conversations. And basically, it's a look at, hey, you and your siblings or you and your parents or you and your cousins disagree over politics. Here are some tips for just having a nice Thanksgiving. They say, number one, how to stop a Thanksgiving dinner debacle. Propose a no politics ground rule up front. I love this. Just simply somebody say when you're about to eat, okay, everybody, so glad you're here. I propose this. Politics are off limits. We'll talk about anything but that. We can argue about it later. But for this meal, no politics. Everybody agree? And I bet what will happen is a lot of people will nod and go, yeah, that's good. Just put it out there up front. Number two. Better Angels suggests intervene right away when someone starts a political conversation that you know is going to go badly. So in other words, don't be rude. But somebody says, how about that thing President Trump said? Or how about that thing Adam Schiff said? You just jump in and say, hey, how about we uh, don't do the politics thing? Who's playing the football game this afternoon? Or, hey, how's Uncle Charlie doing there after his surgery? Just speak in a calm tone that doesn't blame anybody we're doing this for the common good here not to come down on anybody but let's just take politics off the table so something that everybody agrees with really good advice there the third note of advice that they have is they just say interrupt redirect things when people are starting to get heated they're starting to argue already how about saying something like and they suggest okay who else agrees with me that we should change the subject stop arguing about politics during thanksgiving dinner you'll probably get some nods in agreement and that's essentially a vote to tell your relative or friend to shut the heck up and they suggest there speak firmly but don't be rude don't make it personal Just simply say the rest of us want to have a nice meal. Keep pointing that out. Keep pointing out that the whole table is there and people have different opinions or just say we've got a lot to be thankful for in this country. And matter of fact, we're going to hear from uh, Mark Merrill from the Family Minute on reminders to be thankful about things. So if you want to see that blog, just go to better angels.org. Oh, and speaking of uh, Thanksgiving meals, There are actually a surprising number of injuries from people who are making holiday meals this time of year, obviously Thanksgiving, particularly when it comes to using knives. And thank goodness we're not talking about knives when you're arguing about politics, but I digress. The Mayo Clinic's Jason Howland has the story on keeping knife safety in mind when it comes to preparing the meal. Exactly. 
People tend to do a lot more cooking around the holidays, and all of that chopping and carving in the kitchen can lead to more hand injuries. We've had patients who have unfortunately stuck a knife through their hand as it slipped. So we see a lot of these injuries happen over the holiday season. Dr. Sanj Kakar, Mayo Clinic orthopedic hand surgeon, says these types of injuries can be serious. In the hand, you know, it's very complicated. We worry about injury to bones, have fractures. But other things, if we cut the tendon, which is the rope that moves our hand and fingers, or nerve injury, or even blood vessel injury. So they can be devastating injury. Before you take a stab at carving up that tough autumn vegetable, make sure you're using the right technique. Don't go straight down with your knife. Just kind of already make contact inside of it, right? And then help push down. Mayo Clinic executive chef Jen Welper says using a sharp knife to drive into what you're cutting will not only require less pressure, but can help prevent the food and or knife from slipping. For the Mayo Clinic News Network, I'm Jason Howland. We are going to hear from Jason again here in just a few minutes. You know, when we think of addiction... We tend to think of drugs as we you know, just discussed in our last segment, but what about addiction to the phone or, or to the computer screen? Is that actually an addiction when it comes to a health conversation? Some medical experts think so. Mike Mowen from Public News Service has the story. Technology addiction was the focus when a host of experts gathered this month at Rutgers New Jersey Medical School for the annual Urban Mental Health Conference. Panelists agree that tech addiction is an emerging front in the treatment world, and a Minnesota provider agrees. Dr. Shailene Kennedy operates a behavioral treatment center in the Twin Cities area, says she primarily works with teens and families. About a decade ago, Kennedy says her office started to see more patients exhibiting behaviors she feels are brought on by excessive or unhealthy tech use. As we would look for the underlying cause to some of those problems with families, we've noticed that technology is playing a larger and larger role. Back in May, the World Health Organization voted to include gaming disorder as a behavioral addiction when people can't curb their online gaming and neglect other parts of their lives as a result. But any form of tech addiction still isn't recognized as a disorder in the official psychiatric guidebook used by providers in the U.S. While there may be some interfields who are reluctant to officially include technology as a formal addiction, Kennedy says finding common ground can help those on the front line deal with an evolving problem. We need to band together so that we can all put our heads together on what the best treatment would be for these kids and families and, you know, be able to make it a reasonable diagnosis. Some of the dissent in the medical community centers around whether too much technology use is a symptom of an underlying issue, not the cause of it. While medical experts debate the merits, Congress is taking a closer look. Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri has proposed a bill that calls on social media companies to adopt practices that would help curb overuse of their platforms. Mike Moen, Public News Service. And speaking of addictions, smoking, still one of the biggest ones in this country. Now, if quitting is among the New Year's resolutions that you are planning to make, start planning for success now. The Mayo Clinic's Jason Howland has the story. More than 34 million Americans still smoke cigarettes, despite most knowing the health dangers. Cigarette smoking with tobacco is by far and away the most common cause and most important cause of serious illness and death. A half a million people a year or more die from tobacco-caused diseases every year in the United States. According to the American Cancer Society, 16 million Americans also live with a smoking-related disease, such as stroke, cancer, and heart disease. 
Quitting smoking can improve health immediately and over the long term at any age. Nicotine in tobacco smoke is what causes the addiction or the dependence, but it's not the dangerous component. Really, the dangerous components are the other 6,000 things that are in tobacco smoke, and, and they're created because tobacco is burned. Quitting cold turkey works for some, but you increase your chances of kicking the habit when you come up with a plan, set goals, and use smoking cessation tools such as medications, nicotine replacement therapies, and counseling. For the Mayo Clinic News Network, I'm Jason Howland. And of course, we are heading into Thanksgiving week, and I hope uh, if you're going to travel that everything is safe and you have a great time with your family. But amid all the political strife and just all the cultural strife we're having around our country, sometimes it's good just to step back and remind ourselves that we do have a lot to be thankful for. Mark Merrill has some comments on that. Are you blind to your amazing blessings? I'm Mark Merrill with today's Family Minute. It's been said that the eyes are useless when the mind is blind. If that's true, I think I've approached a lot of Thanksgivings with a dim view of my many real blessings. I don't always have the awe and wonder that I should. I should be in awe of the simple, amazing blessings in my life. I should be really thankful for the simple things that I take for granted, like running water, climate-controlled home, a gazillion food choices at the store, and for a spouse by my side and a child to love. This year, I'm opening my eyes to my blessings. What about you? For more on seeing and appreciating your amazing blessings, visit my blog at markmerrill.com. Remember, your family first. For more resources on today's topic, go to markmerrill.com. The Family Minute with Mark Merrill, helping families love well. Well, I do hope you have a great and a safe Thanksgiving week. If you're traveling, be extra careful and enjoy your time with your family this week. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for being a part of American Viewpoints. Hey, Dad, how do you throw a curveball? How do you build a fort? How do refrigerators run? How do fish learn how to swim? Kids ask a lot of questions. How high can you jump? But you don't have to know every answer. How many phone numbers are there? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. How do cell phones work? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. What's electricity? They just need you. What's the moon made of? For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.